you for listening to Sleepy Shakespeare. I'm your host, Devin. Tonight we're going to get part two of Act Four. On the last episode, we did Act Four, scenes one and two. Tonight we'll do Act Four, scenes three and four. Almost finished with the comedy of errors. Go on Instagram at Sleepy Shakespeare and let me know what you want to hear next. Thinking we'll do a tragedy next since we've done two comedies so far. I appreciate everybody that's listening. Shout out to the listeners in the Ukraine, Belgium, and now Australia. And of course, to all my friends who have been listening and supporting me. Before we go into Act 4, Scene 3, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Act 4, Scene 3. A public place. There's not a man I meet but doth salute me, as if I were their well-acquainted friend. And every one doth call me by my name. Some tender money to me, some invite me, some other give me thanks for kindness, some offer me commodities to buy. Even now a tailor called me in his shop and showed me silks that he had bought for me, and therewithal took measure of my body. Sure, these are but imaginary wiles, and Lapland sorcerers inhabit here. Master, Here's the gold you sent me for. What, have you got rid of the picture of old Adam new apparelled? What gold is this? What Adam dost thou mean? Not that Adam that kept the paradise, but that Adam that keeps the prison. He that goes in the calf skin that was killed for the pro-ligal. He that came behind you, sir, like an evil angel, and bid you forsake your liberty. I understand thee not. No. Why, tis a plain case. He that went, like a base vial, in a case of leather, the man, sir, that when gentlemen are tired, gives them a sob and rests them. He, sir, that takes pity on decayed men and gives them suits of durance. He that sets up his rest to do more exploits with his mace than a morris pike. What? Thou meanst an officer? I, sir, the sergeant of the band, he that brings any man to answer it that breaks his band, one that thinks a man always goes to bed and says, God give you good rest. Well, sir, there rest in your foolery. Is there any ship puts forth tonight? May we be gone? Why, sir, I brought you word an hour since that the bark expedition put forth tonight, and then were you hindered by the sergeant? to tarry for the hoy delay. Here are the angels that you sent for to deliver you. The fellow is distract, and so am I, and here we wander in illusions. Some blessed power deliver us from hence. Well met, well met, Master Antiphilus. I see, sir, you have found the goldsmith now. Is that the chain you promised me today? Satan, avoid. I charge thee, tempt me not. 
Master, is this Mistress Satan? It is the devil. Nay, she is worse. She is the devil's dam. And here she comes in the habit of a light wench. And there have comes that the wenches say, God damn me. That's as much as to say, God make me a light wench. It is written, they appear to men like angels of light. Light is an effect of fire, and fire will burn. Ergo, light wenches will burn. Come not near her. Your man and you are marvelous merry, sir. Will you go with me? We'll mend our dinner here. Master, if you do, except, expect spoon meat, so bespeak a long spoon. Why, Dromeo? Mary, he must have a long spoon that must eat with the devil. Avoid, thou fiend, what tellst thou me of supping? Thou art, as you are all, a sorceress. I conjure thee to leave me and be gone. Give me the ring of mine you had at dinner, or, for my diamond, the chain you promised, and I'll be gone, sir, and not trouble you. Some devils ask but the parings of one's nail, a rush, a hair, a drop of blood, a pin, a nut, a cherry stone. But she, more covetous, would have a chain. Master, be wise, and if you give it her, the devil will shake her chain and fright us with it. I pray you, sir, my ring, or else the chain. I hope you do not mean to cheat me so. Avaunt, thou witch. Come, Dromeo, let us go. Fly pride, says the peacock. Mistress, that you know. Now, out of doubt, Antiphilus is mad, else would he never so demean himself. A ring he hath of mine worth forty ducats, and for the same he promised me a chain. Both one and the other he denies me now. The reason that I gather he is mad, besides this present instance of his rage, is a mad tale he told today at dinner, of his own doors being shut against his entrance. Be like his wife, acquainted with his fits, on purpose shut the doors against his way. My way is now to hie home to his house, and tell his wife that, being lunatic, he rushed into my house and took, perforce, my ring away. This course I fittest choose, for forty ducats is too much to lose. Act 4, Scene 4, A Street Fear me not, man, I will not break away. I'll give thee, ere I leave thee, so much, to warrant thee as I am rested for. My wife is in a wayward mood today, and will not lightly trust the messenger that I should be attached in Ephesus. I tell you, twill sound harshly in her ears. Here comes my man, I think he brings the money. How now, sir? Have you that I sent you for? Here's that, I warrant you, we'll pay them all. But where's the money? Why, sir, I gave the money for the rope. Five hundred ducats, villain, for a rope? I'll serve you five hundred at the rate. To what end did I bid thee hie thee home? To a rope's end, sir, and to that end I am returned. And to that and, sir, I will welcome you. Good sir, be patient. Nay, tis for me to be patient. I am in adversity. 
Good. Now hold thy tongue. Nay, rather persuade him to hold his hands. Thou whore son, senseless villain. I would I were senseless, sir, that I might not feel your blows. Thou art sensible in nothing but blows, and so is an ass. I am an ass indeed. You may prove it by my long ears. I have served him from the hour of my nativity to this instant, and have nothing at his hands for my service but blows. When I am cold, he heats me with beating. When I am warm, he cools me with beating. I am waked with it when I sleep, raised with it when I sit, driven out of doors with it when I go from home, welcomed home with it when I return. Nay, I bear it on my shoulders as a beggar want her brat. And I think when he hath lamed me, I shall beg with it from door to door. Come, go along, my wife is coming yonder. Mistress, respice finim, respect your end, or rather, the prophecy like the parrot, beware the rope's end. Wilt thou still talk? How say you now, is not your husband mad? His incivility confirms no less. Good Dr. Pinch, you are a conjurer. Establish him in his true sense again, and I will please you what you will demand. Alas, how fiery and how sharp he looks. Mark how he trembles in his ecstasy. Give me your hand and let me feel your pulse. There is my hand and let it feel your ear. I charge thee, Satan, housed within this man, to yield possession to my holy prayers and to thy state of darkness hie thee straight. I conjure thee by all the saints in heaven. Peace, doting wizard, peace. I am not mad. Oh, that thou wert not, poor distressed soul. You minion, you, are these your customers? Did this companion with the saffron face revel and feasted at my house today, whilst upon me the guilty doors were shut, and I denied to enter my house? Oh, husband, God doth know you dined at home. Where would you had remained until this time, free from these slanders and this open shame? Dined at home, thou villain, what sayest thou? Sir, sooth to say, you did not dine at home. Were my, not my doors locked up and I shut out? Purdy, your doors were locked and you shut out. And did not she herself revile me there? Sans fable, she herself reviled you there. Did not her kitchen maid rail, taunt, and scorn me? Certes, she did, and the kitchen vestal scorned ye. And did I not, in a rage, depart from thence? In verity, you did. My bones bear witness that since have felt the vigor of his rage. Is it good to soothe him in these contraries? It is no shame the fellow finds his vein, and yielding to him humors well his frenzy. Thou hast stubborn the goldsmith to arrest me. Alas, I sent you money to redeem you. Buy Dromeo here, 
who came in haste for it. Money by me, heart and good will you might, but surely, master, not a rag of money. Wentst not thou to her for a purse of ducats? He came to me and I delivered it. And I am witness with her that she did. God and the rope maker bear me witness that I was sent for nothing but a rope. Mistress, both man and master is possessed. I know it by their pale and deadly looks. They must be bound and laid in some dark room. Say, wherefore did thou lock me forth today, and why dost thou deny the bag of gold? I did not, gentle husband, lock thee forth. And gentle master, I received no gold, but I confess, sir, that we were locked out. Dissembling villain, thou speak'st false in both. Dissembling harlot, thou art false in all, and art confederate with a damned pack, to make a loathsome, abject scorn of me. But with these nails I'll pluck out those false eyes, that would behold me in this shameful sport. Oh, bind him, bind him, let him not come near me. More company, the fiend is strong within him. Ay me, poor man, how pale and wan he looks. What, will you murder me, thou gowler thou? I am thou prisoner, wilt thou suffer them to make a rescue? Masters, let him go. He is my prisoner, and you shall not have him. Go, bind this man, for he is frantic too. What wilt thou do, thou peevish officer? Hast thou delight to see a wretched man do outrage and displeasure to himself? He is my prisoner. If I let him go, the debt he owes will be required of me. I will discharge thee ere I go from here. Bear me forthwith unto his creditor, and knowing how the debt grows, I will pay it. Good master doctor, see him safe conveyed to home to my house. Oh, most unhappy day. Oh, most unhappy strumpet. Master, I am here entered in a bond for you. Out on thee, villain, wherefore dost thou mad me? Will you be bound for nothing? Be mad, good master. Cry, the devil. God help. Poor souls, how idly do they talk. Go, bear him hence. Sister, go you with me. Say, now, whose suit is he arrested at? One, Angelo, a goldsmith. Do you know him? I know the man. What is the sum he owes? Two hundred ducats. Say, how grows it due? Do for a chain your husband had of him. He did bespeak a chain for me, but had it not. Whenas your husband, all in rage, today came to my house and took away my ring, the ring I saw upon his finger now, straight after did I meet him with a chain. It may be so, but I did never see it. Come, Gowler, bring me where the goldsmith is. I long to know the truth hereof at large. God, for thy mercy, they are loose again. 
and come with naked swords. Let's call more help to have them bound again. Away, they'll kill us. I see these witches are afraid of swords. She that would be your wife now ran from you. Come to the centaur, fetch our stuff from thence. I long that we were safe and sound aboard. Faith, stay here this night. They will surely do us no harm. You saw they speak us fair, give us gold. Methinks they are such a gentle nation that, but for the mountain of mad flesh that claims marriage of me, I could find it in my heart to stay here still and turn witch. I will not stay tonight for all the town. Therefore, away to get our stuff aboard. This is the end of Act 4. Before we get to the summary, here's a quick ad from our sponsors. I'm sorry this episode is coming so late. I've been sick, had no voice, busy with work, sick again, (laughs) busy with work again, and... I'm finally getting to the second half of Act 4, and I'll be trying to catch up, get Act 5 out for you, and get back on track. Now we'll go into our summary. In Act 4, we see it culminate with Adriana having her husband bound in a dark room um, the doctor who we know at the time doctors were more into remedies than true healing so he's going to do um, a bit of a ritual and he's going to bind Antiphilus and Dromeo in a dark room they take them off to do this, and um, the parts that you couldn't catch were some of the stage directions. So, the doctor and assistants leave with Antipholus and Dromeo of Ephesus. Then, Antipholus and Dromeo of Syracuse enter, and they think that the prisoners have gotten loose, but Antipholus and Dromeo of Syracuse, the visitors in this town, are still going to leave tonight. Dromeo thinks this is quite a charming little witch village, and he would be willing to stay and turn witch, but the very ugly kitchen maid is in love with him and thinks he's getting married, so he doesn't want to stay either. Antiphilus says, go pack our stuff. We are leaving now. In the next episode, we'll get to Act 5, the final act of the Comedy of Errors.